20,000 years ago, who was, who was the most influential religious prophet? Being a good person leads to the best outcomes in business, proven by science, which we'll talk about in a second. And so then I was trying to figure out, you know, what, what to do in life. So I lived to Oaxaca, eat crickets for a while. Turns out I don't love crickets as much as I thought. Welcome to the Scaling Edge. This is the internet talk program that focuses on the hard-won lessons of battle-hardened entrepreneurs here to share their value with you. I am your host, Michael Brooks. Max is here. Yeah, happy to share the Christmas spirit. Look at that. Boom pop. (laughs) What's up, everybody? Happy holidays. Happy holidays. We've got uh, Healy here, and uh, we're going to be talking about some boom pop and why (laughs) it just makes profitable sense in spirit and bottom line to be a good person in business. Healy, thanks for being a part of our program. Thank you for being on the Scaling Edge. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got here? Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me on, guys. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm from Nebraska, which is a small state in the center of the country that no one's uh, typically been to. I grew up overseas for a big part of my life. And I got into the startup scene in 2010 after doing consulting in New York for a while, which honestly, I didn't love. It kind of hit a lottery. Seven months after I joined, we sold the company um, to eBay. It was an awesome outcome. There's only 21 of us. And I got addicted. And so I, I've been running and selling companies ever since. I sold my third company back in 2019. It was an exceedingly boring company. If you ever walk into like a McDonald's or a Burger King or Wendy's and you see one of those touchscreen kiosks, we order food. We did all those for the top 40 quick surf restaurants. Um, great business. I sold it for an all cash deal to. Um, to a buyer, no escrow, no earnout. What's that? How much you sell it for? Come on, give me some. Uh, I'm actually not allowed to disclose it. It's um, it's a PE backed firm, but it was. I'll tell you this: it was all cash. Uh, it was no, it was no, no earnout, no escrow. Just like here's your money, walk away. And and it was honestly, it was life changing. I was I was insanely grateful for it. It was great. Um, and so then I was trying to figure out, you know, what what to do in life. Do I move to Oaxaca, eat crickets for a while? Turns out I don't love crickets as much as I thought. Or, um, or you know, get into the startup scene. I joined a venture studio called Atomic as a partner and COO there. Um, it, it's a it's one of the kind of leading venture studios out there. And then as part of that, um, we kind of start and run companies. And I fell in love with Boom Pop, which I founded as part of Atomic. And so I'm the CEO of that. That's the story. I got uh, a wife who's a professor who's amazing and two kids, three and one. There you go. So, and your philosophy is business by being a good person. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You want to hear more about it? Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, yeah, so so it's actually like, um, I don't want to say it's a stump speech that I give, but it's something I'm really passionate about. And I, I've gone to, to meet with a bunch of companies and kind of talk about what it means to be good in business and why it matters. And um, I, I'll start off with a kind of relatively nihilistic startup. Can, can I do that? Uh, I will allow it, yes. Okay, wonderful. Max, <laughs> are we are clear on the nihilism. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. I got I got nihilism and visuals. You tell me what you want. Basically, you know, I'll start off with this. It's it's a little weird, but it gets to something. You think about the plan. You think about the solar system, and you think of the sun and all the planets kind of rotating around it, right? Okay, that's the solar system. 
Well, the reality is that's that's not what the solar system looks like. It is the sun hurtling through the universe at 48,000 miles an hour. And all the planets, we're just in the drag of the sun. So it's it's cruising through the universe. We're just kind of like following it in the tail. And when you think about that, we're on this little speck of a rock that's chasing a star as it goes through this unknown universe. You start to realize that nothing really matters that much. And I, and I asked myself this question. I'm like, okay, so, you know, like, I'm working really hard. Let's say I become the richest person in the world. Like, will it matter? Who will remember me? You think about it. And you're like, well, who was the richest person 300 years ago? M- Michael, who was the, the richest person 300 years ago on the planet? John D. Rockefeller. <laughs> Maybe. I don't think so, though. And I don't, and, and think, it was, so, I don't think it was 300 years ago. No. Yeah, he's, was, he's, uh, he's like 100. Exactly. He's that easy. was probably uh, a king somewhere. Probably a king somewhere. Five, like The point is, okay, so, so even get a little, a little more... Years. Provocative. So no, we're we're talking uh, three hundred years ago. I don't know. Eighteen hundred. No. The, the the kind of point that I'm making is no one knows because it doesn't matter anymore. The internet didn't exist then. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> or like, hard. or even like, even then, no one's gonna care. Or like, who was who was? Okay, fine. Let's go even more controversial. Twenty thousand years ago, who was who was the most influential religious prophet? Mansa Musa. <laughs> okay, that's right. That's impressive. The point is more often that like it doesn't matter what you do on the planet. It just doesn't matter. And so you may as well have the experience you want. I think it makes sense if you want to be successful to choose to be good. And so I call this nihilistic op- optimism, which is okay. like, hey, you have this life. At the end of the day, none of what you do on this planet really matters except for the experience you want to have. So why not have a great experience and and treat it as a game? And if you look at it that way, I found that being a good person leads to the best outcomes in business proven by science, which we'll talk about in a second. And it also, by the way, is just a lot more fun. Like you have this kind of joyful, joyful life. And so like there's things that I think are easy to forget today, given how media kind of pushes. Like, for example, did you know that our society, like if you look at violent crimes per every thousand people, it is the least violent in the history of mankind. Now, if you look at news articles though, you would not think that. In fact, 60% of Americans think that everything is worse now. Poverty worldwide, lowest in history ever. And also, by the way, there's more opportunity than the history of man. So things it turns out are actually pretty freaking good on the planet if you kind of look at the data and not just read the news headlines. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with, without question, we're, we're at the lowest point in poverty in world history. For sure. For sure. So my point is, some that initial random preamble up, which which is pretty random, is like nothing that you do matters. Things are actually really freaking good. So if you want to have a great life, you may as well be a good person. You'll be more successful and you'll enjoy life. That's like the preamble summary. And so I, I look at uh, there's a couple of facets of this. I think there's two that are the most interesting. One is uh, there's this book called Give and Take by Adam Grant. Have you heard of this book? No. W- one of my favorites, New York Times bestseller. Anyway, it's... um. Uh, it's about reciprocity models at work. So it's like how you treat other people. Now, there's there's three ways of doing it. You can be um, a matcher, which most people are in business. You know, you do me one, I do you one, we're solid. You can be a taker, which is, you know, I'm going to minimize my personal cost, extract from you as much as I possibly can. Or you can be a giver, which is like, look, I, I don't care. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you out. I'm going to take care of you. It'll come around at some point. And so he opens up this book looking at the, you know, a metaphor that is the pyramid of success. And the question is, okay, well, who's at the bottom? Well, it turns out it's givers. They get walked all over. People take advantage of them. They put themselves last. Good guys finish last. That whole saying that we've heard growing up. Wait, wait, in his is, pyramid, givers, li- give, givers are at the bottom? Givers at the bottom, which is a real bummer, 
by the way. That's and so then he asks, tough. it sucks. And so then he asks yourself, you're like, you're like, well, he goes, well, who's at the top? And you're like, fuck, I don't, I don't know. Is it takers? Is it matchers? And here's where it gets good. Givers are also at the top. And that's the most important thing that when you give to others, when you bring other people up with you, they want you to do better. It's a lot easier to win if people want you to win. And so it kind of goes through this, and I really suggest reading the book, but this really, really wonderful kind of framework of thinking. It's called Give and Take by Adam Grant. Max, let's save that for the show notes. It's great. Adam's an awesome person. He's, I mean, uh, he, yeah, just incredible person. And like, as you kind of get into this, this gets to the, the kind of like why this matters for your personal life. If you go to every culture on the planet and ask them, what is the, what is the thing you value most in your culture, in your religion, in your society? The most common thread always is giving. It is the single most universal value on the planet. And it turns out it's pretty contagious. If you start to give, you kind of this, this pay it forward thing. And so the, the nuance in that success pyramid is, you know, unsuccessful givers truly put themselves last and let themselves be walked over. Successful givers are able to give, 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 but also still protect themselves and make sure they're not totally, totally, you know, subsuming their life by helping others um, at their own detriment. So there, there's kind of rules about how to be a giver, including, you know, don't self-sacrifice. If you can be helpful to someone, it takes less than five minutes, do it immediately. If it takes more than five minutes, maybe don't do it. Even things like chunking versus sprinkling, like this is this seems whatever prescriptive, but if you set aside a time in your calendar for like an hour, I'm gonna do all the good pay it forward tasks, it actually kind of like um can can take a lot less toll on you to just get it all done versus kind of sprinkling it throughout. So there's a bunch of stuff, but it has wildly personal benefits too. So here, here's here's this study that I loved. This is kind of on, so giving makes you more successful, but also personally, there is this big study done in Texas. I think it was like, I don't know, 1,500 Texas college students. And they had two weekends. One weekend they went and partied, have fun, get drunk, ice luge, all the stuff, you know, Michael, I assume you're doing before and after the show. Um, and, and then, Jerry. yeah, and Jerry, you guys should see this. Just eggnog. Um. Uh, and then, and then the other weekend they volunteered, they went and helped people that needed, needed the help wildly after that, when all those kids were surveyed, every single one said, I enjoyed the volunteering weekend more. It was better. I, I personally enjoyed it. And if you look at the studies, at least to higher life satisfaction, higher self-esteem, better happiness, lower depression, lower psychological distress. And, and wildly, um, if you, if you do stuff like this on a regular basis, you live longer. Crazy. And so the punchline is a lot of personal benefits you, too. If you go out and give of yourself. If you volunteer on a regular basis, it's scientifically proven you have a longer, happier life. Max, you're going to huh? die soon. <laughs> <laughs> How can you say <laughs> that? <laughs> uh, and, I'm right there with you. No, uh, look, you're, you're right, man. It, it, nothing feels better than just putting in a full day or just providing of yourself to someone else in service. It, it, is, it is a glorious feeling. Completely I'm agree. I'm going to say you're going to last a thousand years. Then you hit me like that? <laughs> <laughs> well, and then, and then the, the last and second thing on this, and then I'm happy to talk about whatever you want, is, is not only does it give you more energy, but one of the things that, that I've found is that if you give, it actually makes you luckier as a human. 
And I want to talk about that for a second. So there's this professor who's one of my favorites, Dr. Richard Wiseman. He's at the University of Hertfordshire. I don't know how to say that, but it's in the UK. And this guy's obsessed with luck. He's asked this question for decades. What does it take to be lucky? Is there anything scientific that that I can prove? that distinguishes why people are lucky and why people are unlucky. And so he he boiled it down to this experiment that I call the newspaper experiment. And, and it blew my mind when, when, I, when, I, when I heard about this. So it was, I think it was like 500 people, 500 people who said that they were lucky. You know, like I've got a dream job. I've got two wonderful children. I have a great partner I love very much. Like when I look back, everything in my life just kind of, kind of worked out. So lucky people. And then 500 people that were unlucky, like objectively unlucky. They're a flight attendant, and everyone knows when they get on that plane, something bad's going to happen. Lightning's going to strike. Someone's going to break out in a fight, emergency landing, just, just like unlucky people. So objectively unlucky. And he sits them in this room, and he gives them a newspaper, and he says, okay, if you count correctly how many photos are in this newspaper, you'll get 250 pounds. But if you're wrong by even one, you get zero. And so people start flipping through this newspaper, and halfway through, there's this half-page ad. And in the photo of this ad, it says, the answer is 47. There's 47 photos. Tell the proctor, you'll get your 250 pounds right now. Almost 100% of the lucky people saw that, told the proctor, didn't have to count. Almost none of the unlucky people saw it. Almost zero. Okay. If you keep going through, (laughs) what's that? Grumpy people can't (laughs) see very well. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe there's a correlation there. that I'm not going to say and get canceled about. There's a joke. Uh, so at the very ending, there also is this second now half ad, half page ad, which says, hey, this is a bonus photo. If you saw this, tell the proctor, you'll get a bonus 250 pounds. Same stats. Almost all of the lucky people saw it, got the bonus. Almost none of the unlucky people saw it. And so the question is, what does this mean? Like this is this scientifically proven study, but what, what does it mean to be lucky or unlucky? And it turns out very simply, people who are lucky are just open to possibilities. They're not so worried about getting exactly right and so stressed out and anxious about perfection. They're open, they kind of look at life and they pay attention to things. They kind of look around, they notice things and those things lead to wonderful lucky outcomes. So for example, if you decide first part, you want to be a giver and you want to just do random nice things that take less than five minutes, you're going to find yourself in a bunch of random new experiences you wouldn't have otherwise found yourself in that's going to open you possibilities and it's going to make you luckier. So the point is there's, and I could go on with a bunch of other stuff, I won't, but there's this network. When you start looking at all the pockets of life, if you decide just to take a giving first attitude and to be open to helping people and to realize that this is all kind of a game that's that's relatively short-lived and it's about your experience, not about whatever accomplishment you think you're going to you know, write on your, your tombstone or whatever, um, life just gets easier. You become more successful. And it turns out the key is just kind of doing stuff you've been told since a kid was something that a good person would do. But like, are you hardwired? To think one way or another, how do you change that frame of mind? Because that's everybody wants to be the, uh, you know, the 47 and I get my 250 and the bonus 250. Yeah, right? yeah. But like there are people, it, it's, it seems like a hard wiring. How do they rewire? How do those people that are unlucky yeah. uh, rewire so that they can, they, they can experience the, the beauty of being a good lucky person? Yeah. Um, so there actually is one proven way to do this. 
uh, and it's a gratitude exercise. And, and, and gratitude, as we all know, is it's one of those like wildly universal things where if you focus on gratitude, it has all these also kind of long-term health benefits. Like the question I always ask myself throughout the day, and I have my team do this at Boom Pop, is what am I grateful for right here, right now? And it could Besides be that I... Fact, I'm so grateful for you. Yeah, yeah. See? The fact that Max showered last night, wore some great cologne or you know whatever the thing. I'm assuming you're within yeah, olfactory distance. Be surprised. That was nice. <laughs> Um, but gratitude works and, 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 and the study, and I, I, I'll find it and send it to you, but the study that I'm, I'm citing, it did this thing where a bunch of people who were kind of lifelong pessimists. So maybe people who are unlucky similarly did a journaling exercise where a timer five times a day would just say, Hey, what are you grateful for? What are you grateful for? And they had to log it. And after 90 days of doing that, everything changed. They stopped being pessimists. They started being more optimistic and they started getting lucky. So that's the start. Try it. Whatever. I could be wrong. Who cares? It's 90 days of trying something five times a day. Look 90 days of, of mind. 90 days of gratitude. Yeah. Five vaccine your gratitude. Well, that's this is uh this has been amazing. A lot of times we work very hard to pull that value out of our guests, and this has not been hard. It's been beautiful. This is shout out here. Here's all the, here's the secrets to life. Nice, man. Uh, and, and, and they really they really are. So what are you doing right now with your business? How are you helping people? Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate that. So um, Boom Pop is a company whose core belief is that every single human wants a sense of belonging. And I think this is true, right? This is why we wear the, the, the Patriots jersey or why we're part, you know, part of the soccer team or why we go to, the, to like the church class. Whatever that thing is, we want to feel a sense of belonging. And when the pandemic hit, we found it was really hard to, to encourage that. And so we kind of asked ourselves, how are we going to help? It became very, very clear we had no business helping there in friends and family or affinity groups. But at work, where we spend, you know, a third of our life and a third of it's asleep, by the way. So like the bulk of our life at work, there was a lot of opportunity. So so Boom Pop actually started out as a company called Boom Box. I'm I, ironically wearing the sweater because I was cold. My basement's very cold, by the way. Um, my wife like doesn't believe in heating. And and it was a, a marketplace for hosted virtual events for corporate teams. So think like wine tasting, cocktail making, pumpkin carving, a game show, whatever it was. First year was gangbusters. We did great. And then when when 2022 came around and the world opened up, all of our same clients, and you know, at that time we had, I don't know, 2,500 clients after the first year, they said, hey, we have this problem. And the problem is we got to get our teams together, but we don't have anywhere to go. Like we're, we ditched our office. Also, like, we're not going to make our engineers move back from Idaho or Nevada. So can you help us to bring together our teams and our clients on a regular basis? Because I don't also want my, you know, lead of engineering spending a week to plan events all the time. You know, Satya from Microsoft, the CEO, said, it's wild that in 2023, in order to be a good manager, you have to be an exceptional um, event planner. And so BoomPop is one clicks offsites and events for companies. That's what we do. Um, we work two ways. Either you have a software tool you can use with an AI-powered travel agent who basically will book everything for you. You can ask it for recommendations, ask it for what to do, where to go. It'll negotiate hotels on your behalf. It'll give you contracts. It'll put itineraries together. It is, I think, one of the most practical examples of how AI can truly help someone. It's amazing. It's in your pocket. Or if that seems too daunting, which it can, we have a full-time team uh, that's that's pretty big at this point. Of um, of event planners who can do it for you if it's a bigger event. So that's that's who we are. For some velocity stats, you know, we're we're 17 months into this. We're already doing something like 20,000 hotel rooms uh, nights a year, and that's growing pretty fast. 
Um, we make money kind of like a marketplace. Um, it's like Airbnb, you know, users pay fees, you know, the supply pays, um, plays commission. And then, you know, we, we, we also sell like gifts and like gift boxes or you want like a, you know, a photographer there. That's all add-ons you can add on. Um, but our goal is just, we want to do two things. One is help people to put on wonderful events, being the production value of a thousand person event down to your six person engineering offsite and do that with software. And the second is encourage you to do it more because the lift is is significantly lower. If we can take average event planning from 40 hours down to 40 minutes, which is our goal, that is how we're going to help people. Um, and, and then I'll kind of end it with, I was blown away, Michael and Max, by how big this market was. Like, you know, you think of corporate events and you're, it's kind of a yawn. You're like, ah, like, who cares? Like, is that a big market? It seems so lame. And then I looked at it and, and if you look at corporate travel, which is a $1.2 trillion a year industry, pretty big. One, one, of the, one of the big ones, yeah. 40% of that, 40%, it's 38%, is meetings and events. And so that's, that's $450 billion a year. But specifically within that, 52% of meetings and events are what's called these unmanaged simple meetings. It's six to 50 people getting together for more than more than four hours. And it reps uh, annual spend of $230 billion, which, you know, t- because that's meaningless in, in absolution, to make it relative. Yeah, 300 the, years from now, nobody's going to remember. No one's going to care. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. Oh, what are you doing with your life, Healy? <laughs> <laughs> that was a fair, that's a fair volume. Is uh, if you look at the entire, like all of Hollywood and the entire recording industry every year, like every Rihanna song, every Maroon 5, which I know Max is a big fan of, or like, you know, Avengers or Star Wars. That's funny. Yeah. Um, that together combined is $113 billion a year. So, like, Boring small meetings is twice all of Hollywood and recordings every single year, and that's wow. how I know it can make impact. That that's the interesting kind of proxy. Well, that's that's really amazing. So where where can people find you? And how th- how can they get a hold of you and find out more about Boompop? Oh, thanks. Yeah, I just go go to boompop.com. Um, right from there, you can jump into the app. You can use it to plan your next event. It'll be hopefully wildly easy and fun. You can chat to a salesperson. Uh, my email is super easy. It's Healy at boompop.com, H-E-A-L-E-Y at boompop.com. We'll throw that in the show notes. And uh, any of the corporate events we do, they're going to Boompop. That's for sure. We'd love that, man. We, we, would, we would be honored. I mean that. I appreciate it, Healy. Thanks for being a part of the program. Thanks for being on the Scaling Edge. We will see you soon. Got it. All right. Sounds good. <laughs>